I hit the New York Times and USA Today bestseller lists with Jasmine and Armand. The cover, at my agent's insistence, had teal waters surrounding a tropical island with a needful couple embracing in the foreground. Her dark cascading hair covering his bare chest and his arms wrapped around her waist. The first mock-up had a freaking waterfall on it, but I made them Photoshop it out. I didn't do this by choice. My true passion was for mysteries, crime, and mob stories. I loved coming up with the chase, the hints, and puzzling the reader in their need to continue turning the pages. I'd never suspected I would succumb to the demands of the industry just to get a paycheck. But after my first two flopped, I didn't have much of a choice. Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight stole the majority of my sales. Pretty sure they stole everyone's sales. Women that once had a passion for the sleuth characters I was inclined to produce wanted sparkling teenage vampires and gray, tie-wielding gentle monsters. I had a small following, but it wasn't anywhere near what I needed to pay my rent. My bank account was running dry, and I sure as hell wasn't going to move back in with my mother at the age of 31. So I began drinking, logically. I read both the aforementioned series within a week, and sat down to pen my first erotica novel. I chose the pen name Christoph Strong in a drunken stupor. I don't think I had much sleep that night, and my agent was pressing me for a decision on whether I wanted to publish under my real name or not. At the last minute, I decided that Christoph, the surname of the first girl I fell in love with in middle school, and Strong, the pots of coffee I made to get me through the mornings, would do just fine. Great. So, I'd hit the big time. My name was known around the world and I quickly became an international bestseller. I paid my rent on time and was able to keep my electricity from shutting off. Unfortunately, I couldn't share my fame with my friends and family. It should have been a time of celebration. I should have been able to rejoice in my small claim to fame and tiny piece in the history of American literature. I'd always thought that my biggest concern after hitting the lists was whether to choose Michael Caine or Nicolas Cage to portray the hero after HBO or PBS bought the rights to my work, becoming nationally acclaimed for my brilliant use of the written word, or at the very least have a few great read stalkers or women to party with on Friday nights. But erotica? The best shot I had at getting an Armand and Jasmine television series would be something on the Hallmark Channel Sunday matinee. The type of trite fodder that truly gives the premenstrual something to bleed about. No one was going to find out who I really was. My reputation depended on it. And there were only two people on earth that knew my real name. Michael Rourke. And that was me and my agent. My plan was to keep it that way. Keep my twitchy erotica hand a dirty little secret. I'd insisted that Christoph Strong was going to be a one-hit wonder and that any name I made for myself through that genre would die once the sales did. But within six months, it was time to pay rent again. The publisher had made an offer for a sizable advance if I made it into a series. Sales for Armand and Jasmine were steady, but any intention I had on quitting before that stifled once I realized how much money I could make if I made it a trilogy. I wrote the second book and had it in my editor's hands in four weeks. That was three months ago. Sales were presently leveling out at their climax, and were only going to go down from there. I was running out of options.